Welcome to The Accelerators. Here for you are a series of tried and tested and proven real-world ideas to help you create and enjoy a business and a life of choice. The Accelerators, because success loves speed. And now we come to the interview of the month, and I'm so pleased to bring you the interview I carried out with John Jacob. I first met John in Chicago when he was working with Nightingale Conant, running their 200-strong telesales department. I was immediately impressed by his skills and knowledge. Later in that visit, I was able to spend the weekend with John and his wife, Laura, and find out even more about his experiences in business in general and telesales in particular. Since that time, I've wanted to interview John for the Achiever's Edge, and after tracking him down in Australia, it finally happened. John is the owner of Victory Group International, a Sydney-based corporate training and consulting firm. John is the author of The Now Books, a series of step-by-step training programs designed to give companies simple, effective solutions to their complex, yet surprisingly common problems. His expertise comes from over 15 years' experience as a business strategist. He's analysed businesses in five countries, reviewed thousands of books, and surveyed over 200 companies to determine the commonalities in business. His research has led to the development of the Victory System, which he has applied when working with dozens of companies worldwide. So, let's go to the interview now. Well, hello, John. Welcome to the Achiever's Edge, and thanks for sparing the time to be with me today. How's life with you down there in Australia? Things are just great down under, Peter. Thank you very much for having me on. Delighted, John. John, we first met when you were in America with the Nightingale Conant Corporation running a great big department there of telesales people and I'm sure we'll come to information about that later but what prompted the move to Australia? We had been doing quite a few seminars and workshops down here Peter we came over in 99 that was the first time we came down with Jay Abraham as I know you know him quite well indeed and I just absolutely fell in love with the place so my wife Laura and I said that's it if we ever get an opportunity to go we're going and came down, started doing a tremendous number of business workshops down here, and just said, that's it, we got to do it. So now we've made our home in Sydney. Fantastic stuff. Now, John, I know that two of your products or services that I'd like to talk to you about and get some information about is the Now series, and obviously there's also the Victory Business System. So it's really that that I want to concentrate on today, and maybe just a couple of thoughts about telephone sales, because I know that's a high area of your expertise. So let's start off with what does Now stand for? Well, NOW is simply an acronym. As we've started to look at wanting to help a tremendous number of people, we thought, well, what do we really want the goal of our products to be? And we said, well, we want it to be new opportunities for people to win. So NOW simply stands for New Opportunities to Win. I like it. And these are a series of books, and is it audio as well? Yes, it is. Uh, We've done a series of books and have them recorded. And they're available on audio as well. Well, we'll get some details of where people will get hold of those as well. Let's get into the victory system then, because I think now is the books and the audios, and victory is the in-house work that you do with clients, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So can you explain what the victory system is and how it helps people to be more successful in their businesses? The best way to explain it, Peter, is this. The victory system is based on the fact that you don't need to turn a business around 180 degrees. To grow a business, you really only need to make slight but very deliberate changes. And this is something that we've studied over a number of years of working within businesses as well as studying businesses in over five different countries. So when I say slight but deliberate, 
I mean like three to five degrees shift in your direction from where you're headed right now. It can truly be that simple. This kind of shift, though, is very manageable and it's very doable for any business. And you can make these kind of changes without shutting down the business or having to start the business all over again. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. So how do you actually do that with a business? Imagine you're going into a business. What's the actual process, though, that anyone listening to this interview can at least pick up some ideas and use them as soon as they finish listening to it? Well, we use uh, a really simple three-phase approach, Peter. And even if you don't have the exact ideas from what we do in the Victory System, I think you'll get an idea of what you need to do with a business. First and foremost, what we do in our Phase 1, it's called the Discover Analysis. And we really need to find out where the business is at, where it's out of sync with the goals that the business has where the business needs more stability, and where you can actually produce some more success or new growth very quickly. And so we go through and do an analysis of the business. We study the different departments. And what we're looking for is we're looking at the condition of the business. Because when you look at the condition of the business, that's what actually holds down the capacity of a business. I'll give you an example, Peter, so you understand what I mean. Sure. If you take a look at a business that's maybe, like, say, three to five years old, they're doing a pretty good business, and they want to add more sales. But every time they add more sales, it really drops off the quality of the product, the quality of the service, and maybe even the quality of the client's response or reaction to what they've received from the business. Well, if they called us in to look at the business, we would probably find out that one of two things was causing that, either a lack of efficiencies, which is a lot of times what happens in a business, or they've actually maxed out their capacity to handle more business. And it's not due to the fact of anything else except that the condition of the business won't allow them to produce more until they fix it. So that's what we're looking for in the first phase. In phase two, what we're doing is we use what's called the PROS system. That's P-R-O-S. And you'll see as we talk a little more, Peter, I love acronyms. But PROS simply stands for making a business more predictable, more reliable, more organized, and more simplified. And when you do those, that allows you to predict the length of time that it will take to put the guides in place, to fix some of the systems, and to put accuracy measures in place to assure that you reach the benchmarks and stay on course for achieving your goals. So those are the first couple of parts of it. The third part is where we introduce a tool that we created from all the studying that we've done. It's called the Business Compass. And you use this business compass the same way that you use a normal compass. You know what your business's true north is, and we help a business define that. And that's its purpose, Peter. And I know you know a lot about that because from working with businesses, you help them to develop a purpose for their business, correct? Correct. Absolutely right. Okay. So we call that true north. And that's their destination. And then we use the 12 points that are on this compass to make everything that you do in your business move you in the direction of your success. I mean, it's really simple. If it doesn't move you in the direction of your success, you don't do it. And that's part of the system. And we help them identify what is working and what isn't. So what would be some examples, John, of things that people are doing that are not helping them move in the direction of their destination or what they might call success? 
Well, let me just answer that by doing this, Peter. I'll give you a couple of the major points on the compass because I think that that will actually clarify some of the things that people aren't doing. But one of the most important things that you need to understand about the things that people aren't doing or what causes a business to fail, because that's really what we've studied, is they're so simple, they're so everyday things that even when you hear some of them, you'll go, oh my gosh, but that's just so simple. How could that be affecting my business in a positive way? Well, I can tell you if it's not affecting a business in a positive way, it's definitely affecting your business in a negative way. So as I go through, they're very simple, but they make such a huge, huge impact on a business, either positively or negatively. So, for example, when you look at most businesses, they've got practices that they've learned to do to actually run their business. So you might have financial practices or sales practices, marketing practices, operation practices. And how a lot of people are trained within the business is through word of mouth. And when someone asks the business, well, why do you do it that way? They will typically say, well, that's the way we've always done it. So that's how the practices actually work in a business. What we teach a business to do is actually to understand how to create very simple but very, very powerful processes and help them to learn to produce internal quality so that what happens is the client who gets the end result of what happens within a business gets a higher quality product themselves. So processes, Peter, is one of the key elements that a business would truly want to understand. Another simple point is planning. Not a lot of businesses actually do enough planning. The biggest thing that I hear with my clients when we go in is, well, we just can't find the time. And the point is, I don't care how long you look for time, you just won't find anymore. So what you really need to do is be able to make the time to do some planning. And when you're looking at planning, I'm not talking about time management systems. I'm simply talking about making sure that the absolute priorities in a business by each individual who's affecting your business is being looked at and making sure that those are being done. And that's just more a part of the accountability processes that we teach a business. So planning and accountability, very, very powerful. And there's one major flaw and one major resource within each business that most companies, and I'm saying most companies because even larger corporations are absolutely guilty of not tapping into this resource. And it's so simple, and yet any client that I've ever worked with has always had the answers to solving their business right within it, and it's simply this you need to tap into what we call the new acres of diamonds. And your new acres of diamonds is nothing more than the people who work for you. So those three things are part of the business compass, and those, along with what we call True North, the purpose, are the four guides that we teach businesses to look at. And the interesting thing, Peter, is when we align those four and then start tapping into looking at their systems, Systems meaning like their sales, their marketing, their client care, their product itself. In less than 16 weeks, and I know it's a big claim, but in less than 16 weeks, you will typically find that most businesses can actually find new monies, new profits, and more simplified way of doing business. 
really what you're saying is if they can make minor changes in a number of areas, slightly better planning, better customer service, better sales, all these minor changes from the business compass and from the victory strategies, when they're all added together, that's what makes the real difference. It absolutely does. And Peter, we've never found that we've had to really work with more than four or five changes or shifts in a business's thinking. As I said earlier, a one to three degree shift in the direction you're heading right now will put you at a brand new place in your business's future. So can you give me an example, John, of somebody that's made a one to three, five degree shift? What do you actually mean by that shift in direction? Well, a really good one would be We worked with one of my favorite clients, and I'll just tell you this story because I think it works really well. One of my favorite clients, he owns an office supply store, and they did what every business wants to do. They used a single sales idea, one, one idea. They didn't have to change all kinds of different pieces. They made a one- to three-degree shift in how they were actually talking on the phone and what they were actually asking the clients for. And in doing that one shift, they created 150 new clients in less than six weeks. This is the other side of making a shift, as we talked about, and making sure that you've got your conditions in your business working for you, Peter, because one idea brought him 150 new clients. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? It sure does. What was the idea? Well, what I got him to do is a simple thing called hyperconnection networking. You know, a lot of people ask for referrals in a business, and so what we did was at the end of talking to every single one of their current clients, we'd ask them, Who do you know that might be interested in getting their office supplies from us and getting the same type of quality service that you get? And they would get some referrals from that. But the question that we added into it that really started to get them referrals was, you know, some people say, you know, I really don't know anybody off the top of my mind. You say, well, who do you know that might know some people that would be interested in getting their office supplies from us. An interesting thing is when you start to talk to the human mind and give it different options and different ways to think, it will actually come up with the answers you're looking for, and their clients help to provide them a tremendous amount of new referrals. So 150 new clients all came from referrals, and all we did was make that one little shift in how they were asking the question. So now they weren't just tapping into the immediate person that they were talking to's database. They were talking to people their clients knew tapping into their databases. So they weren't in the first database, but they were into a secondary database of potential clients. And it's worked very well. I know that they've actually continued to ask those questions and have grown quite a bit. You mentioned before about 17 victory strategies and that PROS stood for something else other than predictable, replicable, organized, and simplified. What does PROS also stand for? It actually stands for some of the results that you end up getting. It stands for professional. Even when people actually start businesses and are working in them, it doesn't mean that they have a business that's seen as being professional. And if you're seen as being professional, you will actually attract a lot more people to you. So when you get more predictable, when you get more replicable, organized, and simplified, you come across much more professional because there's an ease about someone that is professional. You get referable. And when you become referable, you start to attract business to you, and you're not always having to go out and find the business. So as your business becomes more predictable and more reliable, more people will go out and talk about it, making you much more referable and easier to do business with. And organized, okay? When you get serving your clients well, 
what you end up getting out of that is a tremendous orchard of business. You start to see that there are many more opportunities in the orchard for you to be able to take advantage of. And most people don't actually look at what's really available to them as far as picking the clients. A lot of times, they'll just go simply for the low-hanging fruit, and that's where they think that the business ends. But there's an entire orchard of business just waiting to be picked of ripe clients just waiting to meet them, but they just need to understand how to tap into them. And as they become more predictable, reliable, organized, and simplified, that just naturally happens that the orchard expands. It's like getting a ladder, Peter, that allows you to not only see one tree or two trees, but now you can actually rise above those couple of trees and see, wow, there's a tremendous amount of business that I could be tapping into. And lastly, when you start to become more predictable, reliable, organized, and simplified, and start acting more professional, referable, and can see the orchard, what's interesting is that you have a mind shift, and you go into a mind shift called successful. I know that people think that you reach a level of success, but it's a way of thinking. And as your business starts to become easier for people to do business with you and you're feeling the ease and your employees are feeling the ease, that successful mindset really keeps it moving forward and really perpetuates the fact that you are predictable, replicable, organized, and simplified. So that's what you get from being and using the pros system. John, when we've talked before, we've talked about various businesses and whether or not they're actually capable of being helped and whether that's by somebody from the outside or somebody from the inside. And I know you tend to think of them in four particular categories. Would you like to go through those categories for me now? Absolutely. The idea for me is to try and when I'm working with clients or I'm trying to teach someone a new idea is to keep the idea very simple. And so what I want to make sure is that, you know, as I talk about these four, don't be fooled by the simplicity of it because worldwide in talking with business, this is a concept that really works. You can use it with clients. You can use this with your employees. You can use this, you know, when you're going to hire some new folks. And you can use this to judge your business and actually get a gauge of where it's at very quickly. So here's the four different types. When I'm sitting and I'm talking to someone and we want to decide, you know, if we can help this business to grow, we're looking to see if there are a couple of things. And the first thing that we're looking for is to see if they're a ready business. So the first type of business is ready. And someone who's ready is probably got their awareness open, they're looking for ideas, they might be open to the idea of making some changes within their business because they really want to have the growth. So there's a ready business. The second type of a business is a ready and willing business. See, a ready business can be aware of it and they can be open to the ideas, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to take the actions. But when you've got a business that's ready and it's willing, well, ready is aware, but willingness simply means that you are willing to do whatever it takes. And those are two very completely different positions, as I think you would agree. Very much so. So when we're going through and asking questions of people that are potential clients, we're looking to make sure that they are all three of them. So we've got ready, we've got a ready and willing, and then the third one is a ready, willing, and able business. 
because you can say that you're ready. You can show that you're aware that you're looking for success. You can be someone who says, yes, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And all of us have run across clients who said, yes, I'm ready to buy. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get this going. But when it came right down to it, they weren't able to actually take the action. So when we talk about an able business, that business is able to prove that they are right there. They're on the mark, and they are just waiting for the gun to go off so they can take off like a shot down the track. So the three different types of businesses are ready, ready and willing, ready, willing, and able. And what about the fourth type of business? Well, the fourth type of business is what we call a not business, and that's K-N-O-T. And a not business is simply someone or a business that's tied up in something that doesn't allow them to be ready, willing, and able to go ahead and grow their business. They could be tied up in a financial situation. That's definitely a big knot. Another big knot that I've noticed in small and medium-sized businesses, Peter, is they get tied up in knots with one gigantic client who just takes up all their production time or takes up a lot of their resources and doesn't allow them to actually have the resources to bring in other and new clients. So there's a lot of different knots. And I'll tell you a simple one. A lot of times people can be tied up in their own ego or their own thoughts about what their business is. Because so many times people try and build a business the way that they want it instead of building a business that gives every single customer the opportunity to have a great experience the way that they would want to have it. So it's just a way of showing or talking about a business that's tied up in something, and that's what we call a knots business. John, look, we're getting right to the end of our time together today, so I need to ask you my usual last question, which is this. Okay. With all your experience working particularly with telesales teams across five different countries with all the different businesses you've worked for, and with your experience generally in business, if there was one piece of advice you could give someone which you know would make them more successful, what would it be? Wow, (laughs) that's quite a challenging question. I love it. I think this would be my greatest advice. When you are looking to create more order in your business, when you're looking to change or grow, and this can apply to a business, this can apply to a division of your business, this can even apply to an individual, Peter. When you're looking at making change, I think it's absolutely important to understand that When you go to create order, you need to expect disorder. And so what I mean by that is as soon as you try and make any kind of a change in your life, you're going to see all the other disorganization. You know, there's an old Chinese proverb that says if you look into the past, you can see in your present condition. If you look into the future, you can see what actions you need to take in the present. And when you start to try and create order, you can expect disorder. But it's the only path, it's the only path to getting to higher order, Peter. And when you get to higher order, that's when you see things change. That's when you actually are experiencing the fruits of all your labors. But you have to realize that you're going to have to go through the disorder. And I think Napoleon Hill said, with every seed of adversity comes the seed of greatness. 
And that's basically what I'm saying here. Go through the disorder because the more you can handle that disorder, the higher amount of order and success you're actually going to find happening in your business, in the division that you might be trying to work with, or even in your own life. John, those are certainly words of wisdom to expect disorder when you're trying to reorder everything. What can I say for the moment, John? John Jacob, thank you so much for appearing on The Achiever's Edge. John, I wish you every success with the Now series and Victory and everything else that you're doing. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Peter, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So what can you and I take from what John had to say? Well, for me, one of the key ideas was John's thoughts on PROS, predictable, more reliable, more organized, and more simplified, and how we can make our businesses meet those four factors. Next, his concept of the business compass, the purpose of the business, true north, and if an action doesn't move us in the direction of our success, don't do it. John explained that from his experience, there is simply not enough planning in most businesses. People say they can't find time. And as he said, you can't find time, you can only allocate it. I liked his idea of asking for referrals on every client contact, and that's certainly something I've been advocating for many years. Can you use that idea? Then John gave us his idea of the three types of business. Those that are ready, they're open-minded to change and greater success. Those that are ready and willing, they're willing to do whatever it takes to make the change. And those that are ready, willing and able, able to spend, able to take action. It would certainly be worthwhile thinking about what stage your business is in right now. I've been thinking through this idea for my own businesses and have found it very useful indeed. John's final piece of advice was, when you're looking at making change, to realize that when you start to create order, you need to expect disorder. But it's the only way to get to higher order. That's when we see things change. So I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did and that you'll be listening to it again and taking action with the ideas John gave us. If you've enjoyed our session today, why not head over to our website where we have loads of resources on product creation, on sales, on marketing, and of course, on personal success. That's at theacceleratorsclub.com. I'll see you there.